the other side that I found out while I was doing my concept testing is I can take a three ply corrugated paper product, like a six bottle wine holder. Corrugated paper uses three sheets of paper that are glued together. That's a lot of paper that's used just, just for that one piece of product. I was able to make that same wine bottle holder with one ply thicker hemp paper, non-corrugated. So I can make this paper thinner for the same product in a tree paper that's thicker, which means I can sell more of it because it's it's lighter, it's easier to ship. So I can, I can actually affect logistics charges as well. iHemp Michigan is a member-based organization backing hemp farmers, seed cultivators, processors, manufacturers, and hemp businesses statewide. Our members are engaged in defining the path to success of industrial hemp from seed to sale and beyond. We are committed to empowering hemp farmers, fueling industry leaders, and educating consumers to ensure hemp flourishes in the Midwest. Our focus is influencing responsible and fair regulation, providing grower education, and enabling full access to the evolving marketplace. I have Michigan advocates for wellness in people and the planet through hemp, and it begins with the farmer. Now, on to our show. Uh, first one we're going to have up is uh, James Dedecker. Uh, he's a, with MSU Extension, and he's going to talk about the hemp database. Your sign-up for that is tomorrow. So, James, tell us all about that. Thanks, Glenn. Yeah, so I'm James Dedecker with Michigan State University and Michigan Youth. Michigan News, Michigan State Extension as well. Um, I'm located in Chatham, Michigan, Upper Peninsula at the Upper Peninsula Research and Extension Center. You're, you're, you're not, you're, and we you must have really low bandwidth. How far are you away from the modem? Midwestern Hemp Database. This is the second year of the database, and it's a partnership between uh, four land-grant universities in the Midwest, including University of Illinois, uh, UW-Madison. James, can you go ahead and stop your video? Maybe the audio will come through fine. Your your bandwidth must be really low all of a sudden. Uh-oh, yeah. breaking out? Yeah, you yeah, are. Yeah. I'm sorry. That's a, my video. Yeah, audio is like video. all over the place. So, uh... How's the audio? Hey. Any better? Oh, that's a lot better. That's yeah. better. <laughs> yep. Uh-oh. Well, it's because you're in the UP. I know. Uh, you'd, you'd you guys go there. with Erica? All right. And well, I and I'll, what I'll do is I'll email you a phone number to just call in on. How's that? So we'll get James a phone number on that invite. Yeah, we'll get James and then at the end of the show, we'll give it, we'll give okay. it time. Right. The short, the short version is here is that if you want to get into the U.S. to the database, the Midwest Hemp database, you need to sign up by tomorrow. You're going to get a reduction in. Sorry, the you got me now. Oh, wait a minute, we got him back. Got him back. Go ahead and talk. We can't hear you. Go ahead. Okay. Go ahead. Okay, Blake. that sounds okay. good. Yeah. <laughs> There we go. So James is saying you you need to to email to, and we'll put this on that we'll get Illinois, oh, going off here, just a second. Uh, Illinois, uh, so emails.illinois 
newsletter. And oh, does he bring? Wow, so he can do all that. Cool. <laughs> can you see that? Can you guys hear me? Uh, well, we Not can't very hear well, you very well, no. but we can see. Can Dave? Is that is is the uh, newsletter he have up showing on there? Showing everybody? Yeah, that, that's what I'm sharing. Yep. Oh, thank you, Dave. Thank you very much. You're awesome. Well, that's on fine print. Awesome. You know, so. That's why we call oh, yeah. Dave the Wizard. Man. Yeah. Make things happen there. Just can't happen. I could click on a link. It was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> so here's the information of where to get the to uh, sign up for this. Uh, please, if you are growing, uh, it's a great thing to get involved in and help us out. We the more data we get, the more transparent we're going to be with what we are able to grow and we're able to do. So. Yeah, and the Rock River Laboratory is discounting the uh, testing, just mm -hmm. 35 bucks a sample, which is a big deal. It helps the growers out. Mm -hmm. Always love to save growers money. Yeah. So. And we need lots of data. We just, All right. the more so, we learn, the better we grow. With that, Dave, I'm going to send it back to you so we can do the introduction for Erica and get. Uh, Fantastic. Yeah. I'm excited. Uh, so Erica has been putting her energy into hemp paper. Uh, trying to decode this whole process and uh she you, you launched this in 2017 you you have a sales and marketing background what made you think you could do this erica <laughs> ah, <yes>. well <laughs> other than self-confidence but no actually my entire career everything that i've done has prepared me for this moment i started off as a retail salesperson moved into marketing. Then I moved into the corporate structure, into marketing, and also doing all of the planning on parts, logistics, building the product, getting it to customers, and literally the whole lifespan of a product on a CPG level. So I feel like I'm in the best prepared spot. Would you, right would you define CPG? Consumer product goods. Thank Anything you. going from a manufacturer out to the marketplace to consumers. See, I, I would call that B2C, but you know, I saw your CPG. Yeah, it's also B2C, yeah. correct. Okay, yeah, all these acronyms. Let's just keep it right. simple. Yeah. That's it. She's, at, she's using those marketing terms. So, right. uh. so, so uh, three years, four years in? So it's been um, about four years in, and the majority of that has been fundraising and doing R&D, and then one year of that, we were on lockdown, so... <laughs> How yeah. do you explain that? <laughs> mm -hmm. Happy that's tough. So <laughs> tell tell us what what's your biggest success so far? So my biggest success has been two things: proving that one hundred percent hemp paper can indeed do everything that trees can do. It's not just making the paper; it's making the paper do what we need it to do. And so that's what I spent the last year doing: is reverse engineering all of these paper products and proving that. Hemp can glue the same, perforate the same, fold the same, hold the same weight, if not more. The other thing is proving the viability of this with every single industry out there. My original goal with creating my company was to focus on the cannabis industry on a B2B level for their paper specifically, getting us as an industry to create an automatic self-sustaining business model by getting rid of trees and switching to hemp for all of our packaging, labeling, and all of that. The more that I started talking about it, the more I found out every industry in the world just about has reached out to me that also being interested in sustainable packaging and all that other kind of good stuff. So it really opened my eyes that this is not just a solution for the cannabis industry, 
This is a solution for everybody who uses paper. Yeah, yeah I can so, tell you that I've talked so to a lot of provisioning centers, and they've said if you can show us a way to use hemp biodegradable, that sort of thing, instead of all the plastics, you go to, you go to provisioning centers just to get to the product. You got to go through three layers of plastic, and then what do you do with that? You throw it away, right? Yeah. So there's a lot of people very interested uh, in, in, in that. It's a little more pricey right now, but it'll right come now, down, right? Yeah, I'm so. working on it, and that's the other thing that I'm doing. Um, I am in a capital raise right now. I need to buy the machines to bring my process in-house. That is the easiest and best way to drive my prices down to make it the most affordable that I can. Because let's be honest, if I don't make it affordable, people aren't going to switch over. And I need as many people as possible to switch over. So I'm now trying to raise the money to go buy the machines I need to not only process the hemp myself, but also process it for whoever else needs processed hemp. If you want to use this stock and make anything out of it, you have to have it processed, whether it's animal bedding, textiles, plastics, anything. So I can now be one of the few resources. I mean, in the next three to five years, we're not going to have that many processors up and running yet. Only a handful. Okay. So I would like to be one of those. And you're in the California? other thing is, what was that? You're in California. I live in California. Period. I don't do anything for my company in California. I wanted to live at the beach. California is really focused on cannabis right now. They are not very hemp friendly. Mm. And until they start showing that they're interested in this side of the market, I'm not interested in doing any business here in California. Gosh, we could just find a really nice Midwestern state where they had manufacturing expertise and a lot of hemp. Wow, yes. what, a, what a deal that would be. I'm thinking <laughs> Michigan, you know? so Absolutely. Well, the other thing that bringing my processing part of this in-house, it allows me to take the product directly from the farmer. I don't have to deal with a middleman. I can work out pricing directly with the farmer, hmm. take their material and process it immediately and shoot it out to wherever it needs to go, whether it's for my paper or for whatever other resources. Hmm. So to me, it also helps that partnership with the farming community to give them a guaranteed buyer, because I need it, is if you grow what I need, I'm going to buy it from you. So that can help support them. Uh -huh. But also, I've now formed a partnership with an indigenous tribe who has seven states and up to a million acres of land that I'm now talking to them about. Let's see what we can do to hire your workers. I'll put my machines on your sovereign land in your building. I know there's some tribes up in Michigan as well. I would love to work with them as many marginalized communities as possible because mm -hmm. this really this plant honestly has the ability to help an entire economy for an entire community it really does so a couple of things i saw someone i think it was on linkedin maybe but do you have any pictures of the product because you show the product being a, a beer holder for six six things of beer and or this little beverage holder here. Yeah, there we or go. Or here, here is your childproof packaging. Here is your household items, Kleenex box. By the way, I'll start making the Kleenex as well. Here is your envelope. I've already put this through the mail. I mean, it's everything you can think of. Here's a no record sleeve. Wow. So it's literally this paper can do anything. I can also make you be able to see the grains. So it's obviously hemp paper. Uh -huh. Or 
I can make you not see the grains. So the other fantastic thing about hemp paper is for the first time ever, you're going to get to custom order your paper, what it looks like and what it feels like because tree paper comes in one size fits all. Now you can tell me, do you wanna see the grains? Do you want it to be smooth or unfinished so people can feel it? Do you want it to look as much like tree paper as possible so nobody can really tell? Let me know and that's what we're gonna make for you. Uh, can you do uh, the pre-roll packaging or they have those little tubes you put the pre-rolls in and then the other things that are really big is they do a four gram and an eight gram jar that you put stuff in and I yes. just bought some at a provisioning center and, and uh, just for sampling only uh, and uh, you know it's like it was plastic and I'm thinking we can do better than this right so yes that is the other initiative on, I'm on is not just to turn tree paper into hemp paper it's how many other things can we replace with this? How many plastic materials can we replace with this? How many glass jars can we turn into paper? How many, the other side that I found out while I was doing my concept testing is I can take a three ply corrugated paper product like a six bottle wine holder. Corrugated paper uses three sheets of paper that are glued together. That's a lot of paper that's used just, just for that one piece of product. I was able to make that same wine bottle holder with one ply, thicker hemp paper, non-corrugated. Hmm. So that's another side of this is how many different manufacturing processes and products that are already out there can we change, eliminate, or switch over to paper. Paper is also lighter in weight. So I can make this paper thinner for the same product in a tree paper that's thicker, which means I can sell more of it because it's it's lighter it's easier to ship so i can i can actually affect logistics charges as well with this stuff and so there's a lot place. of different places that this can touch a pnl in a company and when you throw it away how long is it for instance if somebody puts it in a landfill you're talking 12 to 18 months for it to degrade or more or less you have any idea on that no so i think that's one of the things that we have to do a lot more research on as well because i'm i'm doing several things to kind of help understand what that process is. Yes, it's going to biodegrade. It's just a natural product that's going that's going to go back into the earth. What that timing is, I've seen anywhere from two years to five years, depending on whatever. Mm -hmm. What I'm working with is I'm working with biochemists where we can add an enzyme into the pulp so that when that paper hits the ground and starts reacting with the minerals and things that are in the soil, it starts a chain reaction and starts that breakdown process quicker. Huh. That's a so, win -win. Erica, I, I'm curious, you, you don't, before this, you didn't manufacture paper. So you don't have a paper, you're not pulping, you're not, you're, you weren't producing paper. So you had to knock on somebody's door and say, hey, I have this idea, right? So how'd that first conversation go when, you know, with that first uh, paper manufacturer? Um, it wasn't a paper manufacturer I talked to first. I, oh. the first, my first notion was to stay as far away from paper manufacturers as possible because big paper manufacturers are one of the main reasons why hemp was pro prohibited because yeah. of Rockefeller, Hearst, and DuPont. They make paper, textiles, and plastic. So paper company, wants to eat tiny E and shove it under the dirt. Hmm. So I found the guy who made the first ever 100% hemp blunt wraps and rolling papers for the industry. 
and found the guy that was white labeling at the very beginning for everybody else who wanted hemp rolling papers. His name is Blair Lewis and he owns a company called uh, Acanaraps and Crop Kings. And he is my product developer. He knows paper, hemp paper. He hand makes samples in his garage in Pasadena. I live in Long Beach. So that's, it's close enough to me where we can go have face-to-face -face conversations. Mm -hmm. And I got to be a part of the entire R&D process with him. So with his help, we came out, up with the 100% hemp regular paper formula. I didn't go with any other paper manufacturer. I just used him. So what about your production capabilities? You, you know, so if you can decorticate, you're working on the decortication side. What about scaling? Can he scale, you know, to make? Scaling is what I'm earning, what I'm trying to raise capital for. That's what the scaling level for me right now is bringing those machines into my own barn and processing for myself. Right now, because of the lack of supply chain and infrastructure for this industry, and because we still don't have as many industrial hemp farmers out there as are needed to supply for the raw material, I'm now getting my paper that is already cleaned and processed from Europe. I don't want to do that anymore. I can't. That is cannibalizing our own market and our own, our own farmers and our own processors. And I, I don't want to pay that logistics fee, first of all. I mean, shipping things over the water. But yeah, I am a huge proponent of we need to get this U.S. hemp market off the ground and we need to stop utilizing hemp from anywhere outside of the country. And so that's what I'm really doing this for is so that I can I can bring all of this over to the states. So when you're, when you're working with the Hang on just a second. Stella! <laughs> My dog. <laughs> they wanted to contribute to the story, things at home. You know? That's right. <laughs> So are you looking at the fiber or are you looking at the herd to do the paper? Good question. So I use a little bit of herd and a lot of bass. I'm, I'm on a certain Ooh. ratio, but the really good part about that is it's the perfect place for synergistic partnerships. The majority of the herd that I don't want is what animal bedding is made out of. Mm -hmm. so, so do you have a, can you use a variety of different, um, what I want to say, um, a variety of varieties are you looking for the long tall uh fiber stuff or can you use the fiber from uh cbd plants which is shorter and so what what have you found what i can use it all i can use it all because i'm going to chop it up and beat it down anyway okay so whether it's this long and i have to chop it down or this long and i have to chop it down the, the chop down size is the same size hmm. it just means for the longer ones my, my beater has to work harder hmm. okay Yep. We, had, we had a guest on the show that was doing hemp textiles, and she said, I think, correct me if I'm wrong, Blaine, she needed like four and a half inch length fiber, that sort of thing, yeah. wasn't it? Because for the textiles, you have to do something called cottonizing to make it fluffy and make it that um, that textile fabric-y type of mm. softness. They have to back comb the fibers, and you lose length just by simply back combing like that. So they have to have it be a certain length so that when it ends up, back home it's this this tall or this long mm -hmm. and that's one of the processes that i'll bring in house as well that cottonizer is an easy addition to any of the machines i'm going to get oh, wow. about two-thirds of the processing of the hemp stock is exactly the same no matter what direction that stock is going whether it's hempcrete textiles bedding paper so i can supply processed material for the entire industry 
depending on the machines that I have in there. And then I just keep going with that process for my own paper and then sell that stuff to everybody yeah. else who needs it. But that's the wonderful thing about this two things is <clears throat> we are going to have to have partnerships in this industry. Because again, no matter what that end product is, if it's made out of the hemp stock, we are all fighting for the same raw material. We all need the same processing. So let's not fight for all of that. Let's work together and really make this take off. So for the farmer, and of course, and they're looking at growing, have you been able to take the business model far enough that you know what you can afford to pay for the material? That is what I am. Well, this is the other interesting thing about being in a nascent industry. We are creating the market real time right mm -hmm. now. Yep. I have farmers from every state asking me what I should charge <laughs> them. And I'm like, well, if you want me to be the one to make this decision, I will. But, and that's, that's again, that's part of the partnerships we're going to have. Um, every farmer that I talk to has a different idea of what they should be charging for their material. So it's just going to be a negotiation and that's something I'm going to have to work and partner with the farmers on. I don't think anybody really knows where the pricing is going to adjust to quite yet. It's on a hemp benchmark. Um, no, not, excuse me, not hemp benchmark. Um, Chase <laughs> um, Hubbard. Um, of the Jacob. Jacobson report. Uh, mm. um, I think that right now they're saying market price is about nine cents a pound for the fibers where they're at. So, yeah. And we'll, we'll see where that ends up. Like it's, it's just really hard to tell. That's, that's, we'll see where it ends up. <laughs> it's Why don't so we get down right into, into brass tacks? How much money are you looking for? And what's, is it like angel investors? Are you looking for venture capitalists? Are you looking for what exactly? So what am I looking for? The amount is easy. I'm looking for between three and $5 million right now. And Maybe I it's between capital. Yeah. Okay. So VCs don't like me because I'm a chick. <laughs> And it's not enough money. <laughs> okay. All right. I have a really hard time right now. My biggest obstacle with fundraising is being a woman. And yeah. there was, I just, and I, I don't mean that glibly. And I also need to preface that with, I love men. <laughs> we need men. And I am not a man hater, but only 2.8% of all VC funding in 2019 went to females. It went down to 2.3 in 2020. Hmm. That's why I'm having a problem fundraising. Men like to invest in other men. And when I go to a pitch meeting with other males and I get patted on the head and told I'm cute, that doesn't work. You can't keep doing that to us. And so that has been one of oh. my biggest challenges is I automatically get treated like I need to be taught something and I don't, I know what the hell I'm doing and I don't get taken seriously as much as men do. I'm, I'm just, I'm just being completely honest about my experience huh. and, and that's been it. Do you have a, a business plan or an executive summary that's available? I, 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 I only ask this question because I know a lot of people in Michigan with money. So, uh, so here's the thing is, yes, I have had a business plan. I have had a pro forma. I had LOIs because for a while, all the investors were telling me I needed LOIs. Then they told me LOIs weren't anything and I needed actual POs. So now I have POs. I have sales for revenue already showing that I can sell this product. And I have even more POs for product that I can't yet make 
that they're willing to pay half up front for right now. Hmm. So I have a lot of things already made. I have R&D made. I'm already selling product. Yeah, it's so, called proof of concept. You're already yes, there. You know? I've so. got it. And that's the most baffling thing to me is I have been able to do and provide everything I have been asked for by everything, every single interested group. Hmm. And still, I can't get the yes for whatever reason that is. Hmm. And it's, it's, it's hard. And I even saw last week another announcement, a male cannabis company, they did a crowd raising fund and they actually got $1.2 million more than they were asking for. Mm-hmm. And they were only asking for 2.7. And I'm being told that three to five is not enough. I don't believe that because that's not what men are being told. Hmm. Do you have a website? Is yes. It tiny? Tinyepaper.com. And huh? that's where you can buy business cards right now. I, I need to update and refresh my, my website. I just can't pay for it yet. Uh-huh. Well, we can help you with all those areas.com. Tiny, 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 tiny uh, If you agree to move to Michigan. No, I'm just kidding. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's good. I'm sure Blaine and Dave would work with you if you wanted to set up some kind of operation in Michigan. Right, guys? I would love to. Michigan's really, really lovely for any type of, of manufacturing because it's easy to logistically move things around with rail or boats and i'm very into the industry right you know there's there's a lot going on in the up there's an indian tribe up there i'm not sure the name of the tribe but uh up in marquette there's big investments going on um have you talked to bob moore uh mike bob moore requires things i need money to get he requires me to already have a hundred thousand dollars in revenue I don't. I've got a few thousand dollars. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, but I mean, uh, I, I've i been uh, involved with the venture capital community, Angel Community Michigan for 25 years. So I, I know a lot of the players. There are some that specialize in ag. Most of them are more manufacturing technology kind of focused, but you fall into all these categories. So yeah, I'm just and saying, the best I, I can I can make no guarantees other than if you get a if you put an executive summary on your website, then I can guide them to that, take a look at it, kind of thing. I can I can try to make that update. I've got a I can try to make that update right now. It's really hard for me to do any changes to my website for free. So uh, I can try to get that to you. But here's the other thing too: is the type of investors that are the the best investors for me are investors that want skin in the game because they may have some synergistic value. So. I would love to talk to somebody in the Michigan area that is interested in that manufacturing side or whatever that may be. I, I'm talking to people about creating another LLC that we can really be partners on, which gives me a whole nother equity set and a whole nother share set. And then we can talk about 40 to 50% partnerships and things like that. So that's also the most lovely thing about this industry is we've never fit into a box before. I'm not going to start fitting myself into a box now. Yeah. One of the good things that just let you know here what's going on in Michigan um, is that there is decortication going on here in Michigan right now. So there is product that can be got. um, The the, The problem, the problem for me is making sure that it is in the, whoops, I just got a phone call come in. So it takes you away. There you go. So I need it to be in the mix that I need it for paper. And, and that's a hard thing right now is decorticating. It only gets me so far. I have to have it cleaned. I have to have it remixed. I have to have it pulped. And it's the rest of that that doesn't exist yet. 
And so what every you need time, the money for is to buy that equipment. Then is that right? yes, okay. because every time I touch another manufacturer, I have to send it to the decorticator. Then I have to send it from the decorticator to the cleaner, then the mm. cleaner to the pulper. That adds cost. That adds cost every single time it touches another manufacturer and that another third party. So every time I can bring more of that process in house, that is the way that I do two things: drive my prices down, and I increase the valuation of my company because I just created a whole nother revenue stream because now I'm a processor. Hey, uh, Blaine, I want to ask you, because you would know, does MDARD have any kind of uh, grants funding available for something innovative like this? I have no idea. Do they have anything similar to that? Well, we've been talking a little bit about to the uh, Michigan Economic Development Corporation a little bit uh, about what they have, as they have help with. So there are certain grants, certain low interest loans and things like that that can be obtained. The loans are, I can't do, I don't have collateral. And yeah, <laughs> so I, that's really hard. I hear you. I'm, I'm starting up with a bunch of stuff and having the same issue that you're having, you know? And yeah, so yeah, I know what I can do. I know I can do it, but yeah, I'm trying to get James it going. James just put something in there, Blaine. Can you see uh, it? James puts uh, value, value added, added producer grants. Yeah, the USDA has a number of grants. We I looked at doing that for the Frisbee project, but I just hate paperwork. So, yeah, I looked at them so. as well. It it was a lengthy process to to go through. At the time, I just, I did not have the time to do it. And then all the the um, USDA one was up in April. By the time I yeah. found out about it, I only had a week. Yeah. yeah. Now the good thing about that is now we've all you know we know it's coming, right? This is a cycle that they do every year. They'll have more grants available. So. The good thing about it, because I missed that deadline as well, um, but I'm getting prepared to be able to have that go in there for sure. So let's see. And Jane, I know I'm going to do this. I, I, I am not turning back. I will not give this up. <laughs> I believe in this so much. I just need one person to believe in me. And I know they're out there somewhere. Well, again, it all starts with you got for investors. They want to look at your business, but at least the executive summary part. Mm -hmm. So if you can update that, I can help circulate that for you. Uh, okay. No guarantees, but I mean, I, you know, I have a lot of people I can show it to. That would hey, be great. Can you, see, can you see the link that James put in the panelists? Yeah, I, I clicked on it, and uh, it's the value added and regional food systems grant, um, agricultural processing. You know, of course, you know it's closed currently, but. Well, in the new fiscal year starts October 1. Do they start a new one then? Is that right? You know, we'll have to do a little more research on it, Mike. I don't know. I don't know when it opened. When the, uh, Let's see. The other problem that I found is a lot of these grants were funding for the farmer on the farmer side a lot, mm -hmm. on the ag side. And so it, it I didn't qualify for quite a few of the grants that I was looking for, mm -hmm. for whatever reason. Also, living in California might not help me with anything Michigan-based. Oh, oh, we're pretty. <laughs> this is a business state. You know, if you show them a good business for plan, to bring the Michigan we have beaches in Michigan. Just yeah, so yeah. Yeah. We have 3,300 miles of beaches in Michigan, huh? So. Oh, nice. <laughs> with a scarf? Yes. And it's always yeah, sunny and 70 degrees surf. in Michigan. It's on the day. About snow. We don't do snow here, so... <laughs> Kidding. Well, you know, it's been, thanks for coming on the show today and sharing the story. I was yeah. really excited 
when I saw how you could make them into the, you know, the, the carry thing for the beer and the wine and all that. So, uh, you know, I'm learning every day. I really yeah. am. So, uh, Anything trees can do, hemp can do better. Yeah. There we go. Love that. That's a great I like that. tagline. I like that. Yeah, write that down, Blaine. So uh, yeah. we'll steal that from you. All right. So we've got we've got how to get a hold of you. We've got we know how to do that. Uh, any last minute uh, pitch you want to put in there for us before we move to the other part of the show? Uh, I just want to say thank you. The more that I get to talk about my mission with hemp and what hemp can do, the further we get on all of our goals with this plant. So thank you for this opportunity. I really appreciate it. Well, we look forward to meeting you in person sometime for sure. So January, invited, you need to come to the iHemp Expo in January. Yeah. I'm. It's on my books. Absolutely. Excellent. I'm selling for you there, Dave. Thank so you. Tiny, tiny <laughs> e paper is where you. Tiny e. Paper. Tiny e no. The, what? Tiny, tiny, tiny paper. Tiny e. I am tiny e. Yeah. I was wondering what that was, you know. So Tiny E was a nickname my dad gave me as a little girl. And my uh, father passed away four years ago, right before I started my company. And it's it's an homage to him. Uh, All right. Okay, good. Very cool. Very cool. We love to hear those stories. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, well, again, thank you. I will look forward to having meeting you in person at some point in time and maybe come join us in January. Yeah. Right. We, we can guarantee you 68 degrees indoor temperature that day. Yeah, everybody okay. wants to it's be okay. in Lansing in January. That's right. I, have, I, I used to live to in New York. I have scarves and jackets. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. You, <laughs> you know how that works. Then. There we go. That's good. So. All right. So uh, I want to give a, a shout out to uh, Ackley Farms. Uh, went down there to their... Uh, Oh, you want to stick around, Erica, people. by the way. There's some good stuff at the end of the show, but go ahead. Sorry, I'm sticking buddy. around. I'm not going anywhere. All right. Okay. okay. Good. Good. <laughs> the fun part's coming. That's right. The fun part is coming. So, uh, so again, Ackley Farms, uh, they have opened up a new farm stand and uh, had a nice little event on Saturday. So Saturday was a twofer uh, for events uh, going on within the IHEMP Michigan community. Um so if, you're any, if any of you are around by the Three Oaks area, the address for the farm stand is 17009 Flynn Road. They're going to carry a bunch of products down there. What's interesting is they're coming out with a new uh, seltzer that they're coming out with, different flavors, mango, black cherry, a couple other ones they have there too. Um, so they're going to be carrying a salsa brand, and uh, it's pretty good stuff. I'm not a great, I'm not a great big salsa person, but it was pretty good. Um, but he has, he's also looking for comments. So if you get any of it, make sure you comment on what you like or don't like of it. So, uh, so that was fun. We're going to get some pictures uh, put up. They are carving. This is a really cool thing. They had a tree that went down in front of this farmhouse and they are having a chainsaw carving and doing it like the Statue of Liberty with the hemp crown on it. So hey. we'll get some pictures like that. of that uh, throughout the year as that comes along. So that'll be fun to see them develop that. Uh, let's see what else we got coming up. Uh, some dates here coming up. Uh, also, we had a really nice um, interview with the Marguerite Bolt. Uh, she was there. And so I believe we have that on Facebook or somewhere on there. If you want to see that, uh, that interview, it's really nice. Um, let's see. What do we got? Uh, August 5th is the Kentucky uh, Hemp Association Annual Conference. Uh, August 10th and 11th is the Agribusiness Council of Indiana Conference. August 30th is the Midwest Hemp Council Fiber Field and Day Field Day uh, and a Forum. And then of course September 2nd and 4th is the Southern Hemp Expo. 
Uh, and then uh, we're going to be involved. This is really big news here. Uh, September the 10th and 11th. That's a Friday and Saturday in Grand Rapids at the Deltaplex is the West Michigan Cannabis and Hemp Expo. We're real involved with helping them on the hemp side of this. So they're going to offer to anybody that wants to get a booth there to IHEMP members $250 off the price oh. of the exhibit booth. So we'll get some information posted and there's a code to use and that kind of stuff. But looking for a really fun day there. We're going to be able to tell the hemp story. Um, so we're looking forward to being partnering with them and doing that. So that'll be a fun day if you're in the Grand Rapids area. Also that weekend, and, and, and not the flans are coming along. I don't know if they're finalized yet, but there's going to be a steam competition uh, in Grand Rapids for the hemp frisbees. Right, Dave? You got any other information you can yeah, share? Yeah, Tony's there? planning a... All kinds of things. 5K run, disc golf, ultimate uh, golf, and the art prize will be going on at that time as well. So it's going to be a fun weekend. Oh, wow. And, and did you show Erica your hemp frisbees, Dave? Oh. I've seen the pictures. Tony has sent pictures to me. Oh, is he? Yeah. Oh, I love them. it with Tony. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Go, so. Yeah. I love them. Yeah. We're finally worked out. This is just a decal on them, but uh, we have a company that can. Uh, do the our logoing finally it's everything in the hemp world is challenging you know nothing's <laughs> easy right hemping ain't easy dave right uh, hemping ain't easy so uh, thank you for everyone's patience i'm going to be shipping uh some frisbees soon and uh here's another fun event for uh and we'll probably be attending this one as well. This is going to be the Illinois Hemp Grow Association third year, third year anniversary celebration and disc golf tournament it's going to be uh, Saturday, September 25, from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. at the Chapel Hill Golf Course and Event Center in Princeton, Illinois. So that's also that weekend is also the sixth annual Cannabis Law Conference at Soaring Eagle Casino. Oh, wow. uh, we are up, really, uh, they invited me to come talk. Can you believe it? Dave's going to be one of the experts. All right. Free room at the casino. I'm there. Nice. <laughs> Now remember a lot of cash with you too. In moderation, okay. So you're not going to be able to go to this then in September then in Illinois then because you're speaking, right? Yeah, it's going to be a tough one. Looking at my September calendar, my dance calendar is booked up pretty much. It's hard to be popular. He's a popular guy. Everybody wants a piece of Dave, you know. So hey, I'm not giving away any more pieces, man. They already got a big piece out of me last week. That's it. So, uh, so uh, let's see. The next week's show is going to be really a fun show as well. Um, Marsha Mole from Food Chain ID is going to be on. We're going to talk about uh, certification and why that's important and where we're going. And um, folks, I'm just going to tell you ahead of time, I keep preaching this. Uh, you smell to get used to it. Or if you're going to be making any kind of CBD, smokable, uh, that kind of stuff, um, you're going to have to get certified somewhere along the line. This is going in the body. We're ingesting it. We're eating it. Um, and it's going to be right now. It's not, but we're, we're, we're trying to set those standards ahead of time. So that when uh, government comes in and says, hey, it's time to regulate, we're going to say, hey, we've been doing it for years. So go away. So that's what we're going to do. At least we'll be able to give them how to do it and how we're doing it now. So that'll be good. So looking forward to that. I believe the 29th, we're trying to set up uh, for a uh, show with uh, um, Wafa, work for a veteran alternative, and we're going to talk about uh, the Southern Hemp Expo, 
and a bunch of other great topics that uh, that they cover on that. So looking forward to those shows coming up also. Uh, let me get that date. August 25th, that's a Wednesday, we're going to have a webinar with Food Chain ID on the certification process. And then right now we're planning for Thursday before the opening of the expo. So this would be January 20th, having a class that people can attend. It will be, it'll be a four fee class on the certification process. So if you're a processor, grower, whatever, I would suggest that you think about maybe attending that show so you can get set up and understand what it's gonna to take to get certified as we move forward. So uh, anybody else got anything good for the uh, cause before? Well, James James appears to be hanging out of the dashboard. Did you wanna bring him in or not? James? Yeah, it looks like he he's can... on the dashboard. There he is. Uh, All right, let's see if James, you wanna give How's us- How's the connection out? here? Oh, much good. Better. Much better. Much yeah. better. All right. I drove out to the beach and we got we got good uh good beach. Oh good sweet. Beer. Hey, see Erica, that's part of the beaches that we do. Hey, here, the beach so. fixes everything. Yeah, you know. yeah. Including technology. Well, thanks guys. Uh apologize for the bad connection earlier, but just wanted to put in a quick plug for the Midwestern Hemp database. The database is a collaboration of four land grant universities here in the Midwest, as well as our private lab partners, uh, Rock River Lab and ACT Labs. Um, this is the second year of the database and tomorrow's the last day to sign up. So what is it and why would you want to participate? Well, uh, the database is the largest known data set that I'm aware of in the U.S. of um, both research-based and grower-generated data on CBD hemp performance. So if you're interested in, in what's available, or what we're generating, go to the database website through University of Illinois Extension, check out the data from last year. Our group of researchers and lab partners were developing the criteria that really sets the standard for CBD variety performance in our part of the country. And you can see the criteria that we developed there in the report from last year. And we're putting together a list on an annual basis of what we call good potential varieties. And these are CBD varieties that are meeting these parameters in terms of yield, CBD concentration, THC concentration, et cetera, um, that are really suited well for uh, production here in the Midwest states and the upper Midwest in particular. So we're looking for private hemp growers in uh, the Midwest to participate by um, collecting data on their hemp crop and submitting flower samples to our lab partners. And that helps build the database. And it also benefits the growers because you get discounted cannabinoid analysis for a price of $35. You can get your crop tested and profiled at one of our lab partners. So um, there's a benefit there in the, in the cost of analysis, but, but really what you're doing is uh, serving the common good and helping build the industry by putting together this database that's publicly available for anyone to search and look at how these varieties have performed in the past and what might be best suited for your farm. So um, please check out the database website. Um, I can throw that link up again if you're interested. You can learn more about it. Look at the report from last year and see if you might want to participate um, in the project this year. So thanks for the time, guys. Sorry again for the, the bad connection earlier. Yeah, right. So they're going to get um, both their CBD and THC content on that test? Yes, yep. CBD and THC back um, from the lab. And... Um, it's, uh, it's a nice way to, I think, save money on those pre-regulatory samples. So if you're looking at kind of timing harvest or watching your crop develop and seeing how those levels evolve through the season as you approach harvest, that's a nice way to do that. If you're in Michigan, you still have to call up MDARD and schedule your uh, state sampling and analysis. 
for the regulatory portion. But if you're doing extra sampling for, for timing harvest and checking on quality, it's a nice resource for that. Um, and, you know, a shout out to our partners, uh, Rock River and ACT Lab, University of Illinois Extension, UW-Purdue, um, Michael Fields Institute, um, and also all of the seed companies that contribute to our research by providing their genetics that go into our trials at the universities that we can then include uh, the results of, the, of those trials in the database. So all of our seed partners this year as well to uh, many companies that participate by providing us uh, those genetics. Well, James, uh, thank you very much. I'm glad you could jump in and get in and, and, and give us more details on that. Um, also want to thank you for all the work you guys are doing. I know that your hands were tied at the beginning of all this to really be able to do much, but you guys have really uh, picked up speed very quickly on this, and we appreciate all that work that you're doing. We're also really looking forward. James is a great presentation. He's going to be one of our speakers at the uh, Midwest IHEMP Expo in January. And he'll be giving us all of the update from all the research they've been doing. And I know Marguerite's excited. I talked with her, James, she's going to come play. Uh, so we'll have to talk more and get all that figured out, but we look forward Absolutely. to your participation in January. Yeah. And, and big shout out and thanks to all of you at IHEMP. You guys have been the go-to resource from the beginning for this industry. And when, when we at the universities have something to get out to the growers and the industry, we reach out to you. So thank you for the, I am power in the conference. We're looking forward to another great conference this January. Fantastic. All right. Thanks. All right. Are we ready? Anything else? Time for the hamper. Yeah, here it comes. Okay. Here go. You know, we got to, I got to get a theme, some theme music, don't I? Yeah, I get a like walk up music. All right. So this week we have, uh, this is a, you know, Eric, I like to do very simple, quick things with my recipes. Uh, this is a vegan hemp queso recipe. Dave, you got it to bring up? I got it. Ooh, well, that fly well in California if it's we're vegan, pictures right? Of it, so, uh, yeah. Ooh. so uh, this is pretty pretty simple, pretty easy. Uh, this makes about four servings with this. Uh, you need a half a cup of raw hemp hearts, uh, half, one tablespoon of lemon juice, a half a tablespoon of nutritional yeast, a quarter tablespoon of salt, uh, half, uh, one to two tablespoons of water and a half a cup of salsa. Now, depending on how hot you like things, uh, you can adjust the heat of the queso by using mild, medium, or hot salsa, or adding diced jalapenos. Hmm. Uh, directions pretty easy. You put it all in a high-speed blender until it's smooth, and that's it. So if you can't make it any easier than that, I don't know how to make it any easier. So chips or, chips or veggies. And there you go. Mike, do you have that in your cupboards there in Ann Arbor, nutritional yeast? Uh, do not have that, but I, you know, hmm. we got Whole Foods here. Heck, we can get anything at Whole Foods, right? So. There you go. I like the unnutritional yeast, personally. Uh, really? Okay. <laughs> Good to know. <laughs> I, know I, don't, I don't have to look for that one, yeah. Right. I, I have a salsa recipe that I'll share, too. I'll, I'll link that up on here. Does it involve hemp? Pretty good. You make uh, 20 ounces of fast fresh salsa for like a buck 20. Wow. Dave is just so full of stuff, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're not sure what, but. <laughs> uh, <man. laughs> well, again, thanks everybody uh, for playing along with us Thank and enjoying this, this hour. Uh, we really enjoy doing this and bringing it to everybody. Yep. All right. So the next Reach thing is, to me, uh, Erica, uh, I'll get you an email address, so I'll help Perfect. you. Perfect. Thank yeah, you. I really appreciate it. it.
All right, no problem. All right, everybody. See everybody Thank next week. All right, see y'all Peace later next week. Thank you for listening to the IHEMP Michigan podcast. Have a question, comment, or suggestion? Email Dave at IHEMPMichigan.com. IHEMP Michigan is committed to the whole plant success of industrial hemp, and it begins with the farmer. Get involved. Start by visiting IHEMPMichigan.com.